0: Hydrocephalus. One day you go to check on your infant son in his crib and notice that the soft spot on his head seems to be bulging. When you pick him up, he's very sleepy and easily irritated. You take him to the doctor and she's concerned that your son has hydrocephalus. What is this? Is it serious? How is it treated? Hydrocephalus occurs when there's an excess of cerebral spinal fluid in the cavities, or ventricles, of the brain. Cerebral spinal fluid, or CSF, is produced by the tissues that line the ventricles and flows between them through interconnecting channels. It also flows freely into the areas around the brain and spinal column. This helps to keep your brain floating inside your skull, and provides cushioning to protect it from injury. The fluid also removes waste products of the brain's metabolism. Eventually, cerebral spinal fluid is absorbed by blood vessels in tissues near the base of the brain. The fluid movement allows for changes in blood pressure in the brain, which creates a constant pressure. This is vital for your brain to function correctly. Sometimes there's too much cerebral spinal fluid, resulting in the pressure increasing and can lead to brain tissue damage, and a variety of impairments. There are three reasons that you can have too much CSF. The most common is a partial obstruction of the flow. It can occur between ventricles, or between ventricles in the other spaces around the brain. A lesser problem is that the blood vessels that absorb the CSF aren't functioning properly. Typically, it's the consequence of a disease or injury. A rare cause of excess CSF is that it's being produced faster than it can be absorbed. While hydrocephalus can happen at any age, it's usually seen in infants or in individuals older than 60. Symptoms vary according to the age of the person at the onset of the condition. For infants, symptoms include changes to their head, such as an unusually large head, a rapid increase in the head size, or a bulging or tense soft spot, which is the fontanelle, on the top of the head. Other symptoms are vomiting, sleepiness, irritability, poor feeding, seizures, eyes that are fixed downward, which are known as sunsetting of the eyes, muscle tone or strength deficits, poor responsiveness to touch, and poor growth. Toddlers and older children might have a headache, blurred or double vision. Sunsetting of the eyes, abnormal enlargement of a toddler's head, sleepiness or lethargy, nausea or vomiting, unstable balance, poor coordination, poor appetite, seizures, urinary incontinence, irritability, change in personality, a decline in school performance, and delays with previously acquired skills, such as walking or talking. In young or middle-aged adults, you might notice a headache, lethargy, loss of coordination or balance, loss of bladder control, frequent urges to urinate, impaired vision, and decline in memory, concentration, and other thinking skills. Adults over 60 will probably display a loss of bladder control, frequent urges to urinate, memory loss, progressive loss of other thinking or reasoning skills, Poor coordination or balance, and difficulty walking. Often, this is described as shuffling gait or the feeling of the feet being stuck. If you notice any of these symptoms, make sure the individual gets prompt medical attention. If you notice that infants or toddlers have a high pitched cry, problems with sucking or feeding, unexplained recurrent vomiting, an unwillingness to move their head or lay down, breathing difficulties, or seizures, get them to the nearest emergency room. Hydrocephalus can have long-term complications, which are difficult to predict because they can vary widely and depend on underlying medical problems, the severity of initial symptoms, and how quickly it was treated. Some infants are born with the condition, resulting in intellectual, developmental, and physical disabilities. For individuals who have a decline in memory or other thinking skills, their recoveries aren't as good, and symptoms often will remain even after treatment has been provided. The cause of hydrocephalus isn't known in many cases, but several things are thought to increase the chances of it developing. For infants, it can be from abnormal development of the central nervous system that obstructs the flow of CSF, bleeding within the ventricles, which is a possible complication of premature birth, or infection such as rubella or syphilis, during a pregnancy that causes inflammation in fetal brain tissues. For other age groups, hydrocephalus can result from lesions or tumors of the brain or spinal cord, central nervous system infections like bacterial meningitis or mumps, bleeding in the brain that occurs from a stroke, or other traumatic injuries to the brain. The primary treatment for hydrocephalus is surgery, and there are two main types. The most common is inserting a shunt which is a drainage system that allows excess CSF to be removed from the brain. To do this, a long, flexible tube with a valve that ensures the fluid flows in the correct direction and at the proper rate is inserted into one of the person's ventricles. The rest of the tubing is then tunneled underneath the skin to another part of the body where the extra CSF can be absorbed. This could be to the person's abdomen or a chamber in their heart. The shunt will need to be in place for the rest of the person's life and requires regular monitoring to check that it's functioning correctly. The second surgical option is endoscopic third ventricular ostomy. During this procedure, the surgeon uses a small video camera to see inside the person's brain so they can make a hole in the bottom of one of the ventricles or between the ventricles, which allows the CSF to flow out of the brain. Given the nature of the procedures, complications aren't uncommon. Shunts can stop draining due to mechanical malfunctions, blockages, or infections. Ventriculostomies can result in bleeding or infections. In either case, the person will exhibit fever, irritability, drowsiness, nausea or vomiting, headache, vision problems, redness, pain, or tenderness of the skin along the path of a shunt tube, abdominal pain, if the shunt valve is in the abdomen, or reoccurrence of any of the initial hydrocephalus symptoms. If a person has any of these symptoms, they need immediate medical treatment. For individuals with long-term complications, especially children, there are other essential treatments to consider so that they can have the best life possible. Besides a pediatrician or primary doctor, they need to be seen by a neurologist, a pediatric neurologist, when appropriate, occupational therapist, developmental therapist, mental health provider, social worker, and a special education teacher, if needed. Thanks to all the supportive services, most individuals with hydrocephalus live with few limitations. For family members, there are many resources available that provide emotional and medical support. Since the cause of hydrocephalus is unknown in most cases, it's hard to say one thing that will prevent it. It's vital to live a healthy lifestyle by exercising regularly, eating nutritious meals, limiting alcohol and caffeine, avoiding smoking and illegal drugs, and getting plenty of good quality sleep. Doing all of these things will help keep your body functioning optimally, decreasing your chances of getting infections and chronic conditions that could place you at risk for hydrocephalus. If you're a woman considering pregnancy, talk to your doctor about any concerns you have regarding hydrocephalus and what precautions you should be taking. On a side note, meningitis was once a common cause of hydrocephalus, so many people wonder whether they or their children should be vaccinated against it. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or CDC, preteens should receive the vaccine and teenagers should get boosters. For younger children and adults, They should have the vaccine if they'll be traveling to countries where meningitis is common, have an immune system disorder, such as terminal complement deficiency, have a damaged or absent spleen, live in a college dormitory, or join the military. Hydrocephalus is a very serious medical condition that can be corrected with the right timely treatment, allowing the individual to have a relatively normal life. If you have any questions or concerns about hydrocephalus, please speak with your doctor. If you'd like more information, please visit the Hydrocephalus Association's page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.